Welcome, everyone. My name is Maggie Borgen, and this is Second Semester Seniors, a podcast where we explore what it's like to be a current 12th grader amidst the COVID-19 pandemic, while also sharing tips for managing a very different school year. On today's episode, I will be interviewing Gina Testa, who is a guidance counselor at Montclair High School. Mrs. Testa is also my guidance counselor. She's going to be discussing navigating an unexpected school year and what the college application process has been like during COVID pertaining to current seniors. Please keep in mind that the points that she mentions are specific to her experiences as a guidance counselor in Montclair. Additionally, the opinions expressed are her own and not necessarily those of Montclair High School. So for those who may want some background about Montclair, Montclair, New Jersey is a suburb of New York City. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, the median household income in Montclair for 2015 to 2019 was $126,844. As of 2018, Montclair had over 38,000 residents, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. Montclair High School offers many different AP classes. According to MHS's school profile for 2019 to 2020, 85% of the high school's class of 2018 chose to attend a four-year college. MHS is a racially diverse school with over 2,000 students. So now that you have some more background on Montclair, let's get into the interview. So I guess the first thing is, could you introduce a little bit about yourself and what you do? My name is Gina Testa. I'm one of the guidance counselors at Montclair High School. I serve the sophomore through the senior class. So I'm an upperclassman counselor and I work mainly with college prep situations with my students. Awesome. So first question is, what does your job usually look like during this time of year pre-pandemic? Pre-pandemic, my job at this time of the year is the best part of my year. This is the time where students come running into my office in the morning, telling me they got accepted to their colleges. Lots of excitement, just tons of energy. And now it's not the same. It's, you know, a lot of emails, a lot of, you know, just different ways that they're letting me know, but it's just not the same excitement. How has your job changed due to the pandemic, especially when it comes to seniors applying to college? So this year was a bit of a challenge with the pandemic, especially because our school has not been in person at all. So we had to do everything over Zoom and Google Meet and other different platforms. Um, The one nice thing was the school gave us Google voice numbers. So I was able to text with students and track them down that way which was super convenient, but at the same time, and while I don't mind, but I do get text messages all the time from my students. So, you know, on weekends and weeknights and can we talk real quick? So they definitely have a lot more access to me. What is one thing that you think most students don't really understand about your job or might not know? I think they don't understand um, the stress that we have to make sure that everything is correct and make sure that everything is going to where it needs to go. And a lot of times students just change their mind. Like they just don't apply to a college or they add one at the last minute and they assume that we'll just see it and figure it out. And if we're not 
stalking their Naviance and we're not going through their transcript release forms and we're not really on top of everything, we can miss something and important documents don't get sent. So I think that students don't understand um, mainly that there's about 75 of them per counselor and we're, you know, we don't give them the, the, kind of time and attention that we'd like to because there's so many of them and there's only one of us. So I think that students don't realize the changes they make and how those affect us. Kind of along those lines then, have you been seeing more of your students applying to more colleges or more colleges last minute this year than in past years? Absolutely. I have seen people's lists change considerably this year. I feel like in past years, students would come in, they'd have their list. That was their list. They would follow it through. This year, it's last minute changes, last minute EDing. I I just signed an ED agreement for ED2 this morning. So there's lots of, of last minute panic almost would be the word. I think panic is the way I would describe it because they're, they're starting to really feel the pressure. And the fact that Students are home so much. I'm not saying that nobody goes anywhere. Obviously, people do leave their house, but because they're not being as social as they usually are and doing things, I think they have a lot more time to sort of sit and ruminate on some of these things, and they're getting a little bit panicky. I also think that's why I get some of the last-minute phone calls and texts and emails about these things, because I think it's just really getting to them. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, especially I know for me, like I had an idea of a college list, but then since you're not able to tour, it's like, do you really want to go to this kind of school? So I definitely think this year adds a whole lot more confusion to where to apply and how to apply and everyone thinking, well, do I know I'm going to get in? Let me just add a couple more schools because I can. I'm home right now. So it's going to definitely be a very interesting spring this year once all the colleges decisions Absolutely. And to that point, I also feel that students, because they're home and they don't have as much to do, they don't mind sitting there and writing the supplements for the school. So because of that, they're applying to more schools than they would have. What is your favorite part of your job, either pre-pandemic, during pandemic in general? My favorite part of my job, honestly, is just being a part of somebody's journey and being able to help them along that way, finding their path, getting accepted into their schools, just being a part of their their whole journey and just being a small portion of what makes them successful. I really enjoy I enjoy that aspect. I love when they come back and they say, you know, I'm so happy I that it, this is the school I chose. Thank you for any input. Like just, I feel like I'm a, I don't feel like it's all me. Obviously it's them that they deserve to get accepted. They've done all the work, but I feel like being a small guiding force in their lives is what's the most rewarding part of my job. That's great. I mean, I definitely feel that for like you helping me through all the college stuff so far. So I love that. So what advice would you give to students who have handed in their applications and are now nervous waiting to hear back from schools? Oh, I know. This is the worst time for them. They're just so nervous. They're so excited. They're every emotion imaginable. Um, My advice is always 
what will be will be. And I know that that's a little cliche, um, but I truly feel that things happen for a reason. And if you don't get into your dream school, it's because it wasn't the right fit for you. And I know that sometimes they have a hard time seeing that right when they're in it, but I think they come to realize where they, they do wind up where they belong and they do find where they really should be. Yeah. I think that's a great point. I mean, the other day, like recently I was talking to one of my friends and realizing that like any school can be your dream school. If you like look at enough different programs at it, a lot of different things, like you can find something you like at any school. Not that I always, it's always easy to process that, but realizing that. It's also easy for me to sit behind my desk and say that to them, but um, you know, they really, they really will find where they belong and they're going to find good aspects about whatever school they go to. And even if it wasn't their top choice, it still was a choice and it was on their list for a reason. So they have to remember those, those nuances that put it on their list to begin with. Um, I always feel bad for the kids that have a school that their heart is set on and they get rejected from there or they get actually what's worse is when they get deferred and then they don't want to go there anymore. And and when they eventually do sometimes get accepted there, they'll be like, I'm done with them. They rejected me. They didn't want me at first. I'm, I'm over it. But there was something about it that put it at the top of your list. So I think that that's also not always the best attitude to have. But again, maybe it was because it really wasn't their top choice and they just had it there for a reason, maybe because they didn't think they could get in or it was a bit of a reach, but I don't know. It's, it's such a stressful, hard time for them. And they're trying to make decisions that are so big for them, but I feel finding their fit is like just the most important part of the process. So do you have any advice for seniors trying to figure out what like fit means and how to tell if something's a good fit? Um, Yeah. And I think that I really go through this when I talk to them in their junior conference and when I talk to them in their senior meetings, because I, I feel like they have so much more at their fingertips than I did when I went through this process just, you know, a couple years ago, (laughs) but I didn't really like my choice. And I think I would have made a different choice if I had more of an informed decision to make. With many top schools' number of applications going up this year because of the pandemic, what advice would you give to seniors who may be increasingly worried about their chances of getting into these schools? Well, with the top schools and the highly selective schools, it's always a gamble. I, I, I really do tell my students that when they come in and apply. I never tell them that they're not qualified or that they can't get in, but I'm very realistic about their college list. And if they come in with just the Ivies and no other school, I actually won't let them just apply that way because they're just such a gamble and you don't know. Even if you're qualified, you just never know what the applicant pool is going to be like and who they're going to take. So I always do try to make sure that they've balanced out their list with at least one or two safety schools. That being said, this year with the increasing number, you know, I really was very cognizant about making sure that they had enough safeties about talking to them about their odds with the schools and just really kind of making sure they had a plan, a backup plan and an idea of what, 
realistically was out there. Um, I do know that this year the applications are just, I don't want to say out of control, but a little bit out of control. Just the numbers are so increased. We get updates from schools. We get emails to the counselors telling us that how much their applications were up and every school is reporting that they were up. And I think that a lot of students just want to hedge their bets and make sure they've applied a lot of places. I also find my numbers are personally up of students that have applied. I've got students applying to at least 20 schools and not that's definitely not the norm for every year. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a good point. Kind of almost connecting to the point we were talking about earlier of more students adding schools at the last second, changing lists just because everything's so unexpected, uncertain, not sure what's going to happen. So and having more time to fill out their applications. Usually yeah. they're so busy. Usually they're doing all of their senior year activities. They're usually doing social things. They're playing sports. They're doing whatever. And because all of those things are not happening or because they're happening in a watered down virtual setting, um, it is giving them more opportunity to just focus on the college applications. So I, I think that's also the reason for the increased number. That's true. I would definitely say among like my friends and people I'm in classes with, we're all like stressed out about the different classes we have to do and we still have all of our activities. So I feel like we're all stressed, but then I feel like we're also still adding schools like, well, we're really not sure. So let me just like add two more because that might make it more sure. And I don't know. I feel like also with everything being so uncertain, the schools you apply to is something in your control. So it's like a good way of feeling like, okay, at least I know I've applied to however many schools and I will get in. I 100% (laughs) agree with that. Students love to try to control the things they can control. And the number of schools you apply to is absolutely something that's within their power. So they're trying to just do whatever they can to give themselves the best chance. Would you say it seems like more seniors will be taking a gap year or working full-time right after high school than in previous years for your students? I absolutely agree with that. I've already had students express interest in deferring for the year and taking a year off in between, meaning that they, for anyone that doesn't understand what that means, they get accepted to their college and they defer their acceptance for one year. So they will go in the fall of 2022 as opposed to the fall of 2021. And the reason for this is varied, actually, amongst my students, some for financial reasons with their family because they've gone through issues in the pandemic and they're just trying to get another year under their belt to save some money or just to work things out or for their parents to get another job. And some for social reasons that if the campus isn't going to be open and they're not going to have that true freshman experience, they've already been robbed of their true senior experience in the high school level. So they feel like they don't want to be robbed of any more of their time and they want that social aspect, which they're entitled to as part of their college experience. So I I do understand it and I have recommended it to students. And in fact, I'm even seeing it with my juniors. And kind of similar to that, how has applying to college changed from this year, from last year, despite both being during the pandemic in some part? Well, I definitely think the extra question on the Common App was different this year. That was something that kind of threw threw students for a loop and they all felt obligated to fill it in. And I kept stressing to them that if it really didn't 
apply to them. They didn't have to. It was optional for a reason. Um, the other ways that I think it's different is I think students are really panicking more this year because of the demonstrated interest that they can't show to the colleges. And colleges really do rely on students showing that they're that they're all in and visiting the school and touring and those types of things. Now, that being said, for some students who can't afford to go and see their schools that are out of state, it has leveled the playing field on demonstrated interest. Everybody can attend these Zoom sessions and everybody can do virtual tours and log on and show that they're all in. So in some ways, this has helped and in some ways it has hurt people. Um, the other way it's really impacted this year's senior class, and this is blowing my mind is how many of my students are applying to colleges that they have never seen. They've never seen that state. They've never seen that campus. They've never seen any of it. And I think that's going to be really difficult for them to sit down and make an informed decision. I know a lot of my seniors have expressed that when they get their acceptances in March, they're going to do everything they can to visit the campuses of maybe their top four or five schools that they got accepted to and then try to make their best decision. And of course, that's a huge risk that's requiring travel and their family is taking a risk to do that. But, and I'm not promoting it or saying that's the way to go, but I think that that's their best case scenario. Instead of looking at the 20 schools they've applied to, they're gonna narrow it down and pick five and go and visit those schools once they have their acceptances. So I think that that's also changed for this year because usually the students have seen every school they've applied to the majority of them have, I should say. So. And another thing was, do you have any advice for current seniors on how to choose between colleges, even if they have not visited, especially after having seen some of last year's seniors having to do that? So my big advice is use the tools that you have. You have so many things at your fingertips that, that weren't in play years ago that I think that's the way to go. And I, I tell my students this all the time. Use social media. Stalk their Instagram pages for those colleges. Find students who have public pages on those and kind of do a little deep dive into those and see what they're posting. See what is going on at that school. I always feel like my students come to me with a list of colleges that all have similar academics. And I always tell them the academics are there. You're not deciding on a school whether or not they've got, unless you're deciding between schools that have your major, that's a whole different situation, but you've already done that. You're now picking based on the, the social part of it and the, the climate of the campus. And you can gauge that through social media. And I do understand that social media is always showing you the best of whatever, which is why I try to tell them to try and find students that have links to that with public pages that you can see what's going on. Because I think that that helps to make your best informed decision to find a school that has things that you would want to do going on on weekends. And maybe the students are getting together to protest something that you feel strongly about. So you're feeling like that's the climate of the campus and that's what these students concern themselves with. So just things like that are the way to find your fit. It's not a perfect system, but we don't live in a perfect situation right now. So it's making the best of what you can with what we've got.
Yeah, I think that's a great point. I know for me, doing or looking up those like college vlog day in my life videos have been very helpful to just try to get a sense of, okay, what is it actually like to be a student at these schools? Because when you look at the brochures, it's very hard to tell. It's just like cherry picked for what they want you to see. Do you have a biggest piece of advice to current seniors with everything they're dealing with now? My biggest piece of advice for the seniors is just, you know, keep going the course. It's going to all work itself out. It's going to be okay. We're all going to get through this. And it may not be the results they're looking for, but it's the results they were meant to get. I always tell them that. Um, they're going to find their place. They're going to find their way. And whatever school they go to, they're just going to be able to make the best of it. And if it's really not for them and they're really unhappy, it's not set in stone. It's not like you make this decision and you can't get out of it. You can transfer. It's it's very easy. So just let go of a little of the anxiety and kind of I don't know. In the words of Elsa, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, there was one thing that actually that made me think of, which is, do you think that more students or like current seniors, once they're in college, there might be a higher transfer rate because students have to choose their colleges possibly without having toured? Oh, I absolutely do think there'll be a higher transfer rate. I think that choosing things blind is not going to work out for everybody. And so I do think there'll be a higher transfer rate. I also think that there may be a higher transfer rate for students. Some students may start in state and then go out of state in their next year when this is kind of over and safer and they feel like they can travel to the school they really wanted to go to. I think we're going to see a very high in-state enrollment this year for our seniors. Um, I think that they're going to get into these schools and then they're going to say, but how would I get home? And how will I travel there? And, you know, their families may not be ready to send them in September. So I think that you might see a lot more of a transfer for next year. And one thing that I'm asking seniors a bit too is what is something that you've learned from this past semester? For them, it's their first semester in senior year, but this past semester being remote, what's one thing you've learned either about yourself or just about your job? I think I've truly learned how important being a school counselor is. It's just so important to be there for the students and to give them my time and make them really feel heard. Um, I've always tried to do that, but I just feel like this year, they just really needed that so much more. They needed to know that somebody was there on the other end and whether it be on video or they would text me or whatever it was, I just always tried to really make them feel like they were heard and that somebody was there for them. As I mentioned in the first episode, I love to journal. I found it especially helpful during the pandemic. So at the end of each episode, I'm going to be sharing a journaling slash discussion prompt based on the episode's topics. And if you want to share your answer, you can head over to the podcast's Instagram. Today's prompt is, 
Who is someone who you are grateful for who has helped you with this college application process? Write about why you're grateful for them and even consider telling them or sharing with them what you wrote. So for those who are not seniors, you could think about someone who has helped you with dealing with online school, stuff during the pandemic in general. It's totally up to you. But the idea is to think about someone you are grateful for who's been helping you through this current time. So I was inspired to put together this prompt because I am really grateful for guidance counselors like Mrs. Testa, who've been helping us seniors through this college application process so far and as we're waiting for college decisions. But you can write about anyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the second episode of the Second Semester Seniors podcast. I'd like to thank Mrs. Testa for being interviewed today and for all of her amazing insight. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Second Semester Seniors Podcast. I hope that this week you are able to remember that even though things may be difficult right now or confusing, they will get better. Please share the podcast episode with other seniors and those who you think may find it helpful and consider subscribing to the podcast. I hope you'll tune in to our next episode. Until then, stay safe and have a great week. 